Hello there, and welcome back to the Mets Council Podcast, your place for counseling regarding New York Mets. I'm your host, John Anthony Risso, and we have our fourth outfielder today. The Mets have signed Tommy Pham. Uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. And let's talk... I, I try to stay away from this, but we're going to talk about this today. Uh, how insane Twitter is. Uh, because Twitter is absolutely going, they're imploding over this Tommy Pham signing. They're saying saying it's terrible, it's horrible. We'll talk about that. I'll give my views on Tommy Pham signing. So Tommy Pham is our fourth outfielder. Uh, we just signed him. He he's okay. Right? He's a righty. Um, last year, let's see. Last year, he played for the Red Sox. He had 235 uh, played appearances. Um, he had six home runs, 24 RBIs, um, 67 strikeouts, 14 walks, 234 batting average, 290 on base, and a 374 slugging. Um, he He's all right. He's all right, and we do know the Mets have been uh, linked to other fourth outfielders out there. Uh, according to John Heyman, it's six million dollars. Um, the the exact um, you know the exact deal is not entirely out there yet, um, but I can't. I, can only imagine it's like table scraps, uh, especially to Steve Cohen. Um, and and we know the Mets have at least offered, they did offer Andrew McCutcheon um, a deal, and he turned it down. They, there were, you know, he, he signed with the Pirates again, so it was a very nice reunion there. That's awesome to see that Pirates legend re-signing with the Pirates. Um, and supposedly the Mets offered him more than the Pirates to be the Mets' fourth outfielder. You see, the the problem with the fourth outfielder, um, and really any depth move, is it's hard to get good depth because players want to play. That is their job. Their job is to play, and and they want to play. And and you know some people would rather be a bench player on a good team and some people would rather start every day for a mediocre team um so you know it 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 really depends on what the player wants um and then that's what i think happened to duval uh adam duval we know him uh very well for for being the braves you know being on the braves and being very annoying there he has a lot of power I'm not gonna lie. Of all these guys, right? All these guys are kind of they all they all fit the fourth outfielder, you know, kind of mold in my opinion. McCutcheon, Fam, uh, and uh, Duvall. Duvall signed with the uh, Boston Red Sox for about the same amount that we're going to sign Tommy Fam. Um, and I think Duvall's a little bit better because he gives you a little more power, although he, he gets hurt a little bit more. I don't know. Um, but that that's my guess as to why Tommy Pham uh, or why 
excuse me, why Duvall signed with the Red Sox is because he wanted to play the Red Sox. We know. I'm sorry. There are probably some of my friends, Red Sox fans. We know the Red Sox are not. They're not going to be a, a contender this year. Um, we just know it, right? They're they're making some questionable moves, uh, letting Mookie Betts go years ago at this point, letting Xander Bogarts go and not giving him a competitive offer at all, not trading him at the deadline if you weren't going to sign him, um, all these weird things, right? Um, and... I mean, they, they signed Duvall. They don't have a set outfield. We have a set outfield. We have three outfielders. And we have three really good outfielders. Starling Marte, Brandon Nimmo, and Mark Canna are all really good starting outfielders. Um, Tom, Tommy Pham is just the fourth outfielder. He is the guy you plug in there to, to give breaks to the other guys. Right? That's all you do. Bat him against lefties because he's better against lefties. And, and, and there you go. You're fine. It's fine. It, it, it Twitter is overreacting. They're they're saying this is a horrible signing. Why didn't we sign Duvall or McCutcheon or like I said, I've explained this in the last episode, the last Correa episode. The only reason that we are going to get any player we want. The only player the only reason we will not get a player is if they don't want us. So McCutcheon Maybe he wanted to start more, and that's why he signed with the Pirates. He he took less money. The Mets deal was reportedly more than the Pirates deal. So he took less money. He rejected the Mets. It's called free agency for a reason. It's it's his choice. Um, you can't force the players to sign with you, you know? So that was his choice. Uh, the Mets gave a good shot at it. They offered more than the Pirates did. That's all I care about. Is that you're trying, right? That they offered. Um, you can't control everything, and I'm okay with that. You you have to, you have to live in that reality. Don't live in the fantasy of well, the Mets can legitimately get anyone they want. That's not true. It's it's more likely than it was in the past. It, it's more likely that the Mets get get Shohei Otani next year or Manny Machado next year than if the Wilpons own the Mets, but there's no telling. You know, Shohei Otani might want to live on the West Coast because he's from Japan. It's closer to Japan. So he might say, you know what? The Mets are making a good offer. Senga's there. Billy Epler's there. I know him, but I want to live on the West Coast. Manny Machado, he might not even be a free agent next year. He, he might not opt out of that deal. That's why he would be a free agent if he opts out. Maybe he doesn't opt out. You know, so you can't force players to sign with you. I can't believe I'm having this discussion over a fourth outfielder, but we have to have this discussion because people are going crazy that we, I'm using air quotes here, missed out on Andrew McCutcheon and Adam Duvall. It's, guys, chill. Chill out. It's not, it's the fourth outfielder. You know the role of the fourth outfielder? The role of the fourth outfielder is to give you at least average major league at-bats, which I would say Tommy Pham does, at least average. And play a competent field, right? Play competently in the outfield. It, it, you know, it, he's not going to be an all-star. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You are not signing Mookie Betts as your fourth outfielder. That's not going to happen. 
Get that through your head. The fourth outfielder is not that. Um, so, it, listen, it, it is what it is. He's a fourth outfielder, and he's a fourth outfielder type. And that's fine. We don't need to have an all-star for our fourth outfielder. Last year, we had Travis Jankowski for half the year. You know, we had Terrence Gore for the other half of the year. Right? Naquin. I don't know. I, I would say maybe I like Naquin a little bit more than Fam, but I trust the Mets' judgment here. They let Naquin go for a reason. I don't know why. They could still sign him. It wouldn't really make sense, but they could still sign him. Um, but they let Naquin go for a reason. They signed Fam for a reason. I, I trust this Mets team. I really do. I've mentioned it in previous podcasts with Bassett and Canna and and Loop and Adovino are all were all guys that were not very you know no a lot of these teams were not high on. They come to the Mets and they have career years with the Mets. Um, you know I I trust them. Um, I trust them with that. I trust them with um, the guys they've passed on. Right, Bauer. We were going to sign Bauer, and and we didn't sign him. And obviously, I don't know if that's because the Mets didn't want to up their offer, or he picked the Dodgers over the Mets. My point is, we missed out on Bauer, and that was a good thing, right? We missed out on Springer. Marte is just as good, in my opinion. Marte and Springer are, are you know, maybe Springer's slightly better. Maybe Mar- you know, you can argue one's slightly better than the other. They're both basically really good players, you know? So it doesn't really matter we missed out on Springer because we got Marte, um, you know? And Marte has the the awesome red carpet look. Springer doesn't, so that's a little plus to him <laughs> there. Um, but the fact we have to have this whole conversation over fourth outfielder, guys, listen, I know we lost, we didn't get Correa, and I know we're, we're disappointed in that, and I, and I know either... He's going to have a great career with the Twins, or his leg's going to get busted this year, and he's never going to play again, and that's going to totally justify it. Listen, I, I know we could have had Correa. It sucks. Get over it. We're done. Stop. I, I'm seeing multiple tweets, which scares me, multiple tweets that say, how can you go from Correa to Tommy Pham? It's a fourth outfielder. We were going to, of course, all of the players that I listed there, McCutcheon, Tommy Pham, Adam Duvall, even Trey Mancini, we were reportedly, you know, in on. All those players are a lot, or not as good as Carlos Correa. We all know that. We're not stupid. We, well, I, you know, I shouldn't say that because there are people comparing the two, but they are completely different, you know, tiers of player. We are done with the Carlos Correa's. There are no other Carlos Correa tier players out there. So that's it. We're done. We're not, unless we trade for someone, we're not signing a Carlos Correa tier player. Of course, naturally, every other player we sign following missing out on Carlos Correa is going to be worse than him because there's no one else in that tier of player left. So, (laughs) you know, listen, this is a solid signing. Um... It's fine. He's a fourth outfielder. Like I said, that's all I expect him to do. Is give me average major league at-bats, or better. You know, preferably better. But if you give me average major league at-bats, that's fine. And stand out there with a glove, and be competent. 
That's what I want from a fourth outfielder, and that's fine. Tommy Pham gives you that. That's all you need. You don't need a superstar, five to a player, uh, you know. You don't need one of those players as your fourth outfielder. Um, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I don't understand why people are going crazy. Um, and, and people are going crazy. The team isn't good. And it, guys, we won 101 games last year. We upgraded from last year. We're still in the reliever market, whether that be Zach Britton, whether that be Andrew Chafin, who it seems like has, has been uh, on the Mets' radar for the past, it seems like it's, feel like it's it's felt like the last decade, but it's been like the last three years he's been on our radar, Andrew Chafin. Um, listen, we'll see what happens. And I, I sh guess I should say this right here, right now, the following of the offseason. Unless it is a trade, which I don't know that's going to happen. I don't know that a big blockbuster trade is going to happen um, with the Mets, I should say. I, I do not, and I believe if the Mets do make a big blockbuster trade, it would be at the deadline. It would not be now. But... Unless it's a big blockbuster trade, do not expect any Correa-level signings this offseason. That should just be natural. Like, that should just come to us naturally. Because there's no no superstar players in free agency left. Uh, you should, you know, it should just come to people naturally. Because, oh, well, there's no one, there's no more superstars left. There's no more all-stars left. Well, we're going to sign one. Well, we can't sign one. There are none out there, you know. Um, unless there's a big trade, which I don't know who he would trade for. Um, Brian Reynolds, Otani, I don't know. Um, I think those are both unlikely. I think they're unlikely for different reasons. I think they're unlikely because I don't think Otani gets traded. Um, because the Angels have made, similarly to the Red Sox and... Uh, and Bogarts, and similarly to, to the Rockies and Story, I do not think that the Angels are going to make a, a reasonable offer to Shohei Otani, and I also do not think they are smart enough to trade him and get something out of it. <laughs> uh, much like how the Rockies, I don't think they even offered Trevor Story anything. They didn't trade him, and they just let him walk in free agency and got nothing, you know? If you trade the guy, you get something for him. Because you know you're not going to sign him. Um, you know, I, I don't know. So that's why I think Otani is not going to happen. Because I don't think the Angels are smart enough to trade him. If they're totally out on him. Which I think they are. Because their owner is, is a little cheap. He's I don't think he's going to compete with the Mets and the Dodgers. <laughs> I don't think he's going to... You know, rumors are that Otani is going to be the first $500 million player... I don't think he's going to shell out that money. And I think Brian Reynolds' trade to the Mets is unlikely because it seems like apparently the um, the Pirates are asking for pitching prospects and the Mets don't really have that, right? Um, we don't have... Um, Matt Allen is our best pitching prospect or Calvin Ziegler. Um, we, don't, we can't really package together a, a, I, what I would think is a good enough package for Brian Reynolds. Also, it doesn't really make sense now, 
now that we got our fourth outfielder. Um, I'm assuming if we did get Brian Reynolds, we'd probably move. I, I don't know. I don't know what we would do. See, it doesn't really make sense either. Like, he's a really good player, but you'd have to play one of the four outfielders that we would have. One of Marte, Nimmo, Canna, and Reynolds. One of them would have to play at DH. Uh, so, like, they could could hypothetically, I guess, hypothetically, if they traded for Reynolds, they could... I don't know who's better defensively, whether it be Reynolds or Canna, let's say, for example... But start Cannon in the outfield, Reynolds plays DH, and you do not pick up Cannon's team option next year, and you play Reynolds in left. Or you pick up his team option, and he's your fourth outfielder. I don't know. It doesn't really matter, because it's not, it's all hypotheticals. But I don't think the Mets are going to, my point, my whole point of this, right, went on a little tangent there. The Mets are not getting a superstar player. Uh, they, they already got superstar players, right? We already got... Uh, Justin Verlander, we got Kodai Senga, who is, you know, very highly acclaimed in Japan. Very excited to see him. And and we re-signed Nimmo and Diaz. Um, and those were good, very valuable, very important keepers, right? We had to keep them. Um, guys, just relax. Don't, don't hit the panic button. Um, I know I, I kind of got a little bit up in arms today. That's because this is ridiculous. It's not the end of the world. Relax. We're still a good team. I know it's disappointing we didn't get Canna. I, uh, not Canna. We have Canna. I know it's disappointing we didn't get Correa. Excuse me. I'm disappointed too. Um, but do not hit the doomsday device. Do not, you know tear everything down, destroy everything simply because we signed Tom Pham instead of Adam Duvall. It's not... Guys, he's our fourth outfielder. Relax. Stop acting like he's going to start. He's not He's not a starter. He's going to fill in for the other three outfielders that we have, the other three all-star outfielders we have. Kind of not an all-star, but it's so, so okay. He's still really good, but... <laughs> um, you know, he's going to fill in for those three guys. But they are never going to... He's not going to get... I get Unless... Knock on wood. Unless there is a large injury. He's not going to get more playing time than any of those three outfielders. So relax. Relax. <laughs> it's, not, it's not something to go crazy over. He's our fourth outfielder. He's a bench guy. It's fine. Um, you know, people also worried about him, about his attitude. He had that thing, uh, I think who he slapped like Jock Peterson in the face. Someone, I forgot. Maybe it wasn't Peterson. He slapped someone in the face over fantasy football. Um, and there were quotes about him being very like vain and self-centered that he only cares about his numbers. And I'm, I'm, he's a fourth outfielder. It's not, he's not playing there every day. I don't, you know, I don't think the fourth outfielder is going to be that much of a clubhouse cancer. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, you know, I just think people are, are blowing this out of proportion and it's not, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. He, 
him, the difference between him and Naquin or him and Profar, not that big. They're not that big of a difference. Um, so, I don't see a reason to, to doubt the team in that aspect. Um, I, we'll see what happens. Again, I trust them. I, I think they know what they're doing. Um, in fact, by the way, um, um, wait, let me see. Let me check this out. Um, so, you know, just I'm not going to compare them that in depth because, I, again, it's fourth outfielder. It's not, it's nothing to be go absolutely insane over and analyze all the little details. Um, Last year, 2022, Nequin had a negative 0.3 war, and Tommy Fan had 0.4 war, so positive 0.4 war. So last year alone, Tommy Fan Fam had a higher war than Nequin. He also had a, he had a lower war than Profar, but I believe Profar. Let me see. Let's see. Uh. Profar had a 3 war, 3.1 war. So Profar had a better season last year uh, than Fam. Again, it, it's... We're not going to overanalyze any of this. It It is what it is. It, he's our fourth outfielder. Stop crying over the fourth outfielder. It's not a big deal. Um... There were people saying we didn't get Carlos Correa, so we got Tommy Pham instead. It's not, guys, that's not how it works, you know. So, I'm I'm just, I'm a little bit tired of the fans that you can criticize the Mets. You know, you could you can definitely criticize the Mets, and I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, but please be rational. Please be somewhat rational when you do it. Um, you know, I don't think there have been many things to criticize in, in recent, recent Mets history. I think Cray is one that you can criticize and you can make the art right now. At least you can make the argument in maybe a couple of years. He doesn't never plays again. And then you can't criticize them. Really? I made the right choice. I, I don't know. Gray is a weird situation because, you know, we, we don't really know how that's going to happen. It, it's just, guys, we still have a good team. I know we lost out on Correa. I know it sucks. Um, get over it. Stop crying over spilled milk. It is spilled milk. It happened. We're done with it. Let's move forward. Um, we have, like I said, our team won 101 games this year. Um... And, and we're a good team. We are a good team. And as the Phillies proved, the Phillies proved it this year. The Nationals proved it in 2019. You just have to make it to the dance. Once you make it to the playoffs, anything can happen. That's why, yes, am I disappointed in the Mets 2022 playoffs? Yes, I am. But I'm not distraught like everyone else is over the offense. Over not 
upgrading the offense significantly. I'm not distraught over it because the playoffs are random. It's it's like gambling. You know, it's like a lotto ticket. It's not nothing is guaranteed in the playoffs. Um, it is extremely hard to achieve sustained success in the playoffs. It's very difficult. Um, you see plenty of time. We saw it, frankly, every single time, every single matchup in the National League this year, the quote-unquote worst team won in the playoffs, right? Yeah, that's what happened. The Phillies had a, a, a lesser record than the Cardinals. They had a lesser record than the Braves and the Padres, and the Padres had a worse record than us and the Dodgers. You know, <laughs> it happens sometimes. That's the way it goes. Um, so I'm not that berserk over it because I do think we are still a really good team. And I think we just need to make it. We just need to make it. And and maybe something else happens in the playoffs. You never know what can happen in the playoffs. Anything can happen. You know, we can have... The second coming of Daniel Murphy, of 2015 Daniel Murphy this year. No one would have predicted that, right? No one would have predicted Daniel Murphy went absolutely nuts in the 2015 playoffs. Right? We would not have made it to the World Series if it wasn't for Daniel Murphy. I, I mean, I think that's fair to say. And I think it's also fair to say, I don't think anyone would have predicted that. No one would have predicted him to, to go absolutely insane. So that can happen again. And that can happen to anyone on any team. They can just get really hot and and hit a ton of home runs. You know, it can happen. Um, so relax. Again, it's, it's all just random. Of course, if we had Korea... That increases our chances. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to totally fabricate this and say, oh, it's a good thing we don't have Cray. No, it's a bad thing. But don't act like it's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. We're still a really good team without him. And let's just get over it. We don't need to bring up Cray after every single signing anymore. Um, I, I know it's a little more recent. That's probably why we brought him up. There's no reason, there's no reason at all in the world to compare Carlos Correa and Tommy Pham. No reason. Why are we doing this? It's not, it's not intelligent. This is not an intelligent conversation regarding baseball. It's not. There's no reason to compare the two completely different players and completely different uh, tiers and completely different positions there's no reason to compare the two at all period there's no reason so like i said i keep saying it but i think it's important we are done with carlos gray we're over it we should be over it and that's that there's no need to compare when we sign you know zach Britton or andrew chafin or whoever the the bullpen piece is don't come, please do not compare them to Carlos Correa. They they fill different roles in the team. There are different tiers of players. They play different positions. There's no reason to do it. 
There's no reason to compare him to Correa. Please, if we sign Machado, well, Machado would make a little more sense because he also plays third. But if we if we sign like Otani next year, or if we sign Nola Arandola next year, please do not compare it to Correa because they're completely different. Like, there's no reason to compare the two. Um, compare if you're going to compare Correa to anyone, Machado would be the one that makes the most sense. But even then, is crying over spilled milk. We're done with him. Um, just like we're done with the other guy that went to Texas that I refuse to say his name anymore. I'll keep saying Correa's name because it doesn't doesn't have the same impact to me. Uh, but we're done with Carlos Correa. We're done talking about him. Um, there's really no reason to talk about him. There's no reason to bring him up at this point. I already had two separate podcasts about him. One before he signed with the Twins, one after he signed with the Twins, and now I have this one, which is slowly developed from a Tommy Fam into a Carlos Correa podcast, which is ironic because I'm saying not to compare the two, but that's it. We're done. We're done with Carlos Correa. Let's move on. We have to move on. Uh, we, I, I would say... A lot of a lot of the fans moved on from that guy who signed with the Rangers quicker than they moved on from Correa. And that boggles my mind because that starting pitcher who played for the Rangers played for us for the last almost 10 years. Carlos Correa never stepped on the field as a man. And, and you're going to whine and cry over the player that never stepped on the field for us instead of the player that that put up top five starting pitching numbers for the last 10 years for us. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I'm over that guy from that, that went to Texas. He didn't want us. I didn't want him. That's fine. I did want him, but if he doesn't want us, that's fine. Walk. Um, we need to get over Carlos Correa. I just think it's funny that people can't get over him when he was never a Met and he has... Yeah, he has zero chance at being a Hall of Famer in, in a Mets uniform. He has a chance at being a Hall of Famer. Not in a Mets uniform, obviously, now. The other guy went to Texas, has a chance at being a, a Hall of Famer in a Mets uniform. And people were quick to turn on him and and, and dismiss him and, and make fun of him and, and complain and everything. And they have the right to do that. I just think it's weird that they're complaining about him, and then when Correa doesn't sign with us, it's the Mets' fault. It's it's weird. I don't understand it. It's a it's a weird like double standard almost there. It's it's, it's a very odd reaction from the fan base comparing the two of them. Uh, that the comparing not comparing the two players, comparing the two reactions to those players signing elsewhere. It's very weird and different, and I don't understand it. Sometimes I just will not understand uh, certain people in the fan base. A lot of people are passionate fans, and they they know their stuff, and they understand. Tommy Pham, he's just a fourth outfielder. He's just got to stand out there with a the glove. He's just got to hit, you know, like an average major leaguer, and you're fine, and that's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Like that's that's all it is. It's nothing to to start a riot over. 
we're okay. So I just think about that. And and I've said this before. I've said this before comparing James McCann, who's gone. Don't forget that. That is big. And people, are, I forget that. In my mind, I forget that. That he is gone. That we do not have to see him play in a match uniform again. I forget that. I think other people forget that. And they forget how big that is. How big... I, I know it doesn't seem like it, but how big of an upgrade Narvaez is going to be over James McCann. Don't get me wrong, Narvaez is not going to be an all-star catcher. Watch, he's going to be this year. But he's not going to be one of the best catchers in baseball. But he's still better than James McCann. You know... There's no reason to cry over spilled milk. There's no reason to cry over we didn't sign JT Romuto. We signed James McCann instead. Um, just like there's no reason to cry over we didn't sign Zach Wheeler. It happened. Let's get over it. We're done with it. Let's move on. Let's look to the future. And I think Tommy Pham is a fourth outfielder. And, and that's fine. And that's okay. And, and I... I'm okay with the signing because I know the Mets are never, he's, the Mets do not plan because they're smart and they know what they're doing. They do not plan on him having more at-bats than our other three outfielders that are much better than him. He's just going to be the guy that, that plugs in, gives guys days off, you know, gives Nimmo a day off here or there, gives Marte a day off here or there, or, or comes off the bench to, to hit a lefty reliever or, that's that's the guy he's gonna be, and that's it. That's all you need, and that's fine. Um, again, uh, so kind of surprisingly, and oddly enough, a lot of the big signings in general in baseball happened very early this year. Um, so there's kind of you know it's kind of just teams running to grab the scraps at this point. Um, so it seems like we have. You know, no big players to look for. We It doesn't seem like it. We don't really have any big players to look for. Neither do really any of the other teams, though, because they're all gone. So, at this point, lower your expectations. I think that needs to be said. I think that needs to be done. Um, We are not going to get an all-star caliber player added to our team. Unless it's via trade, which I, I doubt. Um... Be excited for opening day. I would lower my expectations at this point to one or two bullpen pieces. That's what I think. I would lower it to one bullpen piece. Maybe two. Maybe. That's what I expect the Mets to do until spring training. I do not expect them to to go nuts and, and go crazy or do anything insane. That's what I'm expecting, and that's what I urge you to do. I think you guys should expect that as well. Just expect, you know, it, it seems like that's that's all the rumors we've heard. They were interested in fourth outfielder. They got a fourth outfielder. Um, they're interested in bullpen help. They didn't get more bullpen help, so they're going to. So that's all I expect. That's what the rumors say, and, and I... And, I would not be surprised if we signed Zach Britton or Andrew Chafin. You know, or maybe Andrew Chafin and someone else. Or Zach Britton and someone else. I don't know. Um, I'm just saying, guys, lower expectations. Let's 
let's just get excited for another year of baseball. Think of all the fun times that we had last year during the regular season, right? Uh, That amazing comeback versus the Phillies, that the no-hitter versus the Phillies, the Nimmo catch, uh, you know, the home run robbing catch versus the Dodgers. All those fun times, all those same players are coming back. So we're going to have a lot of more fun times this year. We're going to have a great time this year. Uh, The vibes are going to be immaculate. We're just... We're going to have fun. It's going to be a fun team to watch. Plus, we get to see two Hall of Famers pitch back-to-back, Verlander and Scherzer. Plus, we get to see Kodai Senga. I'm very excited to see him pitch. I'm super excited to see him pitch. I want to see that ghost forkball. I want to see how it moves, how it hopefully fools a ton of hitters. and Hopefully... Hopefully, I mean, you hope this from every player. Hopefully, he's a, another ace. Uh, you know, like, he could be, he could be an ace, and that would be amazing. Um, I'm excited to maybe see Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez break out a little bit this year and, and you know, maybe make a run for Rookie of the Year. I don't know. We'll see. This is going to be a fun year. Don't let Carlos Correa ruin it. Don't let him ruin it. Don't let him put a, a you know a rainy cloud over your head to start of the season. Think of all the fun times you're gonna have during the season and how our team is still going to be competitive. Right? We're still gonna be a, a competitive team. Like I said, I think people are are really downplaying how much worse the Braves got by letting Dansby Swanson go. Still a good team. I'm just saying, they got worse. They did not get better. They got worse, and we got better. You know? So, we'll see. Again, just think of 2023. Uh, this is going to be a fun year. We're still going to be contenders. Maybe we'll get someone at the trade deadline. Maybe we'll get Otani at the end of the year. Um, or Machado at the end of the year, you know, in December. We'll sign Machado or Otani or, you know, one of those players. So, that's what I'm saying. Is don't go crazy over Carlos Correa anymore. Don't let him haunt you. Don't let him win. Um, we signed Tommy Pham. It's a decent signing. Let's enjoy 2023 the way it is. It's a brand new year. And we have a better team. We're going to be just as good, if not better, than last year. Like I said, we just got to make it to the dance. We got to make it to the playoffs. Anything can happen once we do that. So, as always, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And let's go Mets.